This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Today we're going to talk all about selling your products online and specifically selling on your own website. So Marie Brown helps entrepreneurs and small businesses build successful websites that they love and that get them more customers with less effort. This is such a good conversation even if you sell on another channel and you've never thought about having your own website. Um, hopefully this will inspire you to perhaps you know consider this down the, down the line. There are lots of good reasons for having your own site as Marie explains and she's also going to talk about how building a website can actually be quite simple and um, some hints and tricks for doing it really well so I'm so excited to introduce you to Marie. So hi Marie thank you so much for being here. Thank you it's great great to be here thank you for inviting me. Um, So could you start by just giving us a bit of an introduction to yourself and your business and what is you do please? Yes of course so I run Beyond the Kitchen Table which is set up specifically to help small businesses, entrepreneurs etc to build successful websites and by that I mean websites that they love and they want to promote and also websites that help them get more customers with less effort which is what we all want right? Definitely so I'm thinking that people listening to this are looking to sort of sell their own products a a, a question I think might come up is well I'm planning to sell my products on Amazon on Etsy you know any other platform why do I need a website so why why would you say people need a website for their products business even if they do intend to sell somewhere else okay well actually you don't always need a website or at least you don't need a website necessarily to begin with and actually I would say it's a good idea sometimes or often to start off with one of those other platforms and to test out your idea before you invest in a website There's a lot of people who are very reluctant to launch their business and publicize their business until they've got their logo sorted, their website, et cetera. And actually that's the wrong way around. You should be out there testing your product and testing the market for your product. And once you're happy that you've got something that, that works and that is sellable, I think that's the time to invest in a website. And there are a few reasons why it's a good idea to have your own website. And I think the first is that you have more credibility if you do that. You have you increase the trust factor, if you like, because we know anybody can set up on Amazon or eBay. Um, and although they have protections in there against fraud, 
there is something about having your own website which gives an extra level of authority and, and credibility. Um, it gives people comfort that they're dealing with a real business um, as opposed to somebody selling stuff, I don't know, out in their garage or whatever. You know, they never need to see what's actually behind the facade, but there is definitely that veneer of credibility. Um, I think secondly, it um, when you are working on Amazon or Etsy or whatever, you are on somebody else's platform and they can close you down with no notice whatsoever. Whereas if you've got your own website, that can't happen. So, you know, obviously we've just seen Trump recently have his uh, Twitter account uh, closed, etc. You know, it, it happens. And it also happens to very small businesses and often for no reason at all. And it's very difficult to, to overcome that. So by having your own website, you have much more control um, of that. And I think the third thing is that, um, again, you can find new customers more easily um, because what you can do is you can get found on platforms like Google when you have your own website, which is much more difficult to do if you are selling on the likes of Etsy, um, eBay, Amazon, etc. Thank you. That's a really good answer. And I'll be honest, I'd never thought about the fact that you can always set up somewhere else and then do your website next. I hadn't actually thought about doing it in that order. And of course, it makes complete sense that you don't necessarily need a website from the start. And I guess, yes, if you were looking to sell on another platform, it probably makes much more sense to do that. And then the website comes next. If you were going to do that, would you suggest buying the domain still sort of at the outset just to secure it? Yes, absolutely. Um, it's like any of the handles on social media. Um, a domain name is really cheap to buy um, and you pay for it on a time basis. So you shouldn't be paying more than, I don't know, £10 a year. And you can often get very good deals, particularly on the first year. So it's not expensive at all. And definitely buy the domain name. You don't need to do anything with it to begin with, um, but buy the domain name so nobody else can get it. That's really good. Thank you. So let's say you've decided that you need a website and, you know, your your product is, is selling well when you're, and it's time to set up. What is the simplest um, website you can create? I.e. So how would you create a really simple website and what what are the what's the bare minimum that you would need to have on there to look professional, okay. credible? Yeah. So I think the, the the minimum and again, actually, you can use platforms like Amazon and, and Etsy through your own website. So you can set up a homepage, um, you can set up say an about page, and then you can set up a shop page which links through to uh, somebody else's platform. And it may show images of your product, but the actual button that you click on to buy would then take them through to, for example, Amazon and take them to the right page on Amazon. And that's probably the quickest and easiest thing to get set up. Um, when you go beyond that, then you can obviously add the shop functionality directly into your own website. And in fact, you can, if you wanted to continue with say an Etsy, you can get um, software which syncs your own shop with an Etsy shop uh, or with other platforms as well. Um, so you can keep the two going, but obviously over time what you want people to do is not buy through Etsy or Amazon, but actually buy through your own website. And so it's important to, even if you're selling on another platform, to direct people via your website. 
Okay, and I, I guess you could, you could start off then, couldn't you, with a really simple website with all the purchasing options available on another site and in time building some e-commerce options on your own site, so building your own store, for example. Yes, exactly. And what kind of options are there? So, I mean, I use Shopify at the moment for my e-commerce yeah. store. Um, are, there, are there any others that people um, can think about looking at for, for kind of a simple e-commerce website builder? Because I'm kind of all about keeping things simple because we could all spend hours, couldn't we, fiddling with our websites and trying to get everything to work. Um, what would you recommend in terms of e-commerce website builders? Yeah, there is a massive choice. Um, and people get seduced by the marketing of each of the platforms rather than necessarily um, whether they're suitable for their needs. And there are two that I recommend. So the websites that I build, I build them all in WordPress. um, And I build them using WooCommerce as the e-commerce platform. And then the other one I recommend is Shopify. Um, And I'll, I'll just explain briefly why those two. Most websites are... Um, effectively, again, you're building to some extent on somebody else's platform. And Shopify falls into this category. But the likes of Wix, Weebly, Squarespace, um, Shopify, not Spotify, um, they they are owned, your website's effectively owned by somebody else. Um, And that means that you have to use the, when you want to do some additional things, you have to use their additional bits and pieces. Um, which means that you're often restricted. Shopify is better than the others because it has a much wider range of applications that you can add on to the website, which means that it's pretty much as flexible as WordPress in that sense. So from a flexibility point of view, WordPress and Shopify blow the others out of the park. And you may not need that flexibility to begin with, but as you go further down the line, Um, I've moved a number of clients over, particularly from Wix, over to WordPress because they have just hit a roadblock. And so we've had to start their website again. And obviously that's not ideal. Um, But Shopify has got much more flexibility um, than any of the others. Um, I think Shopify is easier to set up than WordPress, um, but WordPress itself can still be very, very simple. And WordPress is actually, out of all of the platforms, the cheapest to do. And the reason for that is because WordPress itself is free. So you need to buy a domain name and you need to buy website hosting. And you can get website hosting very, very cheaply. Um, I use and recommend a company called SiteGround for website hosting. And their programs, I think they're just under £10 a month, um, which is more expensive than some of the hosting, but actually I think it represents very good value for what you get. Um, And I think that would be cheaper going down that route with a free theme than going down the route of of one of the website builders. Um, So they are the two platforms that I would recommend, WordPress um, or Shopify. You can actually combine the two. You can have a WordPress website with Shopify shopping functionality. Um, and there are some benefits to doing that, but Shopify or WooCommerce is the e-commerce platform, certainly. That's so helpful. Thank you. And I, I use Shopify at the moment. I have to say I find it really easy to use and you can do all kinds. Over the years, I've added in all kinds of bits and pieces. But at first, it was it was simply a shop where you click to buy now and that, you know, that was it. But I do like the fact that you can expand on it should you need it to do a bit more. Yes, 
Yeah, there's a lot of people really rate Shopify. It's not something that I use personally, um, but it is very well regarded. So you mentioned that for a simple website, really, you'd need a homepage and about page and some sort of e-commerce functionality, whether it's a shop on your own site or whether you're linking through to somewhere else. Um, So coming back to that, I'd really like to talk a little bit about how you would write um, an about page, because I think this is probably... I don't know whether you would agree, but probably one of the most important pages on a website. I know that if I'm looking up a company's site, that's one of the pages I would always click on because I want to know a little bit about them. How do you get that right? It's really hard. And it's something that people really, really struggle with, to be honest. Um, Because what you want to do on there is you're not telling your whole life story. What you want to think about is who your customers are and which bits of your story will resonate with them. Um, I recently, we recently got a dog and um, I bought a toweling robe type thing from a a website and I loved their about page. I thought this was the best about page um, I'd ever seen because they talked about the dogs that they had and how they had a problem, Um, you know, how they loved going for long walks on the beach and through the woods, et cetera, but their dogs were always filthy. And so they, you know, they, they stitched together these towels and that's how the business was born. And I thought that was fantastic because obviously people who are going on that website love dogs um, and they, um, and they really captured that very, very well. And they talked about their story from that perspective. They didn't talk about what they did when they left school at 18. Um, or where they grew up or anything like that because it wasn't necessarily relevant to their client and and their story Um, and in the same way if you've got whatever business you've got you know you might have spent I don't know 20 years as a human rights lawyer and that sentence in itself might be really interesting for people and I would definitely put that in but what they don't need is six paragraphs of all the different kind of cases you've worked on and all the different kind of countries unless you're selling something that is related to that. So it is a case of, and if you've got a parenting product, for example, that's a great, um, you know, it's, it's much easier to write an about page because you, you know, you're a parent yourself, you can talk about um, you know, your children and why you set up the business. Um, and, and I think that's the best way to do an about page. It's finding that connection with your clients. Okay, thank you. So I guess, yeah, so it needs to be relatable. Yes, definitely. Okay, thank you for that. Because I think that's that's really good because I think that's one of the pages that people can perhaps get a little bit stuck on because um, either you feel there's nothing to say or you, as you said, you can write, almost share too much and then that doesn't resonate either. So thank you. Yes, I always think um, back to when I went to Harry Potter world back in the days when we could actually go out to places and um, uh, on the wall of um, the Dursley houses that is all of the certificates for um, uh, the uh, uh, Harry's brother or cousin uh, you know eating up his dinner five days in a row asking for seconds and things like that and you know that's kind of useless information that nobody's interested in and a lot of people tend to stuff their about pages with things which are just not necessarily interesting to the person reading it. Thank you. 
Okay, so let's talk about, say, you've decided that you're going to launch your website. Um, what kind of investment does it take, Marie? So I'm, t- I'm thinking in terms of time and, um, and, and cost as well. Sort of, if you've decided, okay, I'm going to set up a website for my products business, what should we be thinking it's going to take? And are there some options here? I mean, I'm assuming there are some options. Yes, um, let's deal with cost first of all. And it's very much a case of how long is a piece of string. Um, you can do it yourself for the cost of the domain name and the cost of hosting and use a free WordPress theme. So that is, I think, probably about the cheapest that you will get on your own website. Um, you can get cheaper with people like Wix, but it's branded Wix. So I wouldn't recommend going down that route. Um, so that in itself will probably cost you, I don't know, about £100 a year. Um, maybe 120 pounds a year and then obviously you've got to pay for payment processing so credit card fees through paypal or stripe unless you are doing bank transfers um, for example which i wouldn't recommend unless you sell very few high value products because the administration of trying to manage that is is obviously difficult so that's probably the cheapest end of the spectrum and then you can spend an awful lot of money at the other end of the spectrum and i think it's a case of thinking about what is appropriate for your needs so um i know i the very first website i had i did not build i actually used a web design agency and they built me something that was expensive and was not appropriate for my needs it was the ferrari now i've never owned a ferrari but i would imagine ferraris that are expensive to service And they're expensive when things go wrong, um, because that's exactly the problem I had with my website. And that just wasn't appropriate to to what I needed. So um, I think if you are looking for somebody else to do it, um, you are probably looking in the region of £1,000 to £5,000 for somebody to do the work for you of setting up the entire website. Um, There is then a case of the time investment. And with the time investment, obviously it depends upon what you're willing to do yourself and what you want to outsource. I don't think you should underestimate the time it takes to write and collect the information that you actually need for your website. And even if you involve um, professional photographer and copywriter, then I still recommend, certainly as far as copy is concerned, that you write the first draft yourself because you are the one that has set this business up. You've got passion for the business. You understand it. And even if you can't necessarily write in a way that is great for marketing or or, or, um, if you've got issues with spelling or grammar, doing the first draft gets that passion across. Somebody else can always polish it for you. So that's one thing that you can outsource, but it is obviously the writing. Um, I do also recommend outsourcing um, at least some of your product photography and particularly lifestyle photography. So obviously that's where you've got your product in a, a lifestyle setting. You can get away if you've got a lower value product that you're not going to sell an awful lot of, uh, then you can obviously, it's not worth getting somebody else to take that product photography. Um, then in terms of beyond that, it is a question of how much of the tech side you do yourself. And, you know, I know people who've taken years to get a website up and running because they are doing it themselves and they're doing it around obviously trying to set up the business. And there are thousands of things that you need to do 
when you're setting up a business. Uh, they're doing it around family uh, and sometimes they're doing it around another job as well. So it's very much being squeezed into spare time and it can take a long time to get it all together if, if that is the case. Um, you know, I can build a, a website in 20 hours, 20 to 30 hours roughly, um, but actually my very first website took me probably, I don't know, 100 or so hours. Um, and yes, it does depend as well, obviously, on how many products you've got, but it, there is a massive investment of time if you are building it yourself. You can do it, definitely. There's, there's no reason why you can't build your own website, but it's obviously, unless you are used to dealing with that software, it does take, it does take time. Okay, so that's really helpful to know, thank you, that we should expect it to take time. And actually, I think as always, it's also the ongoing time as well, because um, I've built both of my websites myself. And I have to say, I spend more time than I would like, and more time than I'd like to admit tweaking because something doesn't look quite right you go onto your website for something and you think oh that isn't quite aligned or that could be written better and yeah the amount of time I spend sort of fiddling with it um, I'm not sure well, I, always say that, I always say that websites are a work in progress and I, I don't mean that to be flippant but actually you know your business is changing all of the time um, your product range might be changing so you should always be updating your website um, seasons change you may have promotions for valentine's day for mother's day for the summer obviously for christmas going back to school whatever it might be so you're constantly changing things um, for that and i think it's it, what you need is a framework that is consistent and then you can just tweak copy and you can tweak images um, and small amounts of your website with each season or or, or as you uh, as your business develops Okay, so that is good to know. And because I'm assuming that it probably is better to update your website, at least occasionally, rather than to leave it stagnant or, or static, let's say, for, for years at a time. Is there Absolutely. And there are a couple of reasons for that. First of all, customers like it. Um, you know, if you've ever been on a website and seen that it's got the copyright notice at the bottom that says 2016, or there is a blog and the last post was at about that date. And the website itself stylistically may look dated, um, you actually wonder whether they are still in business. Um, and Google is the same, actually. If you want to get things found through search engines, they like fresh content, definitely. Thank you. And are there any ways to keep your content fresh that you could recommend? Uh, changing images is a great way. And then you can just update text and obviously it doesn't need to be the whole website, but it can be updating small parts of it. Um, and maybe on your homepage, bringing in, you know, each month showcasing a different part of your, your range, depending upon what's appropriate for, for that time of the year or just to circulate it. Uh, and then the other way that you can bring in fresh content is through blogs. So blogging for your business is a great way to bring in fresh content. I know okay. many people are terrified of blogging, but it actually doesn't need to be difficult. Well, that's great. Thank you. So let's say, so you've got your website up and you're, and you're happy with it, even if maybe you're still tweaking it a little bit. Um, how would you start thinking about promoting your website or maybe not even promoting, but just getting it found? Yes, this is something that a lot of people underestimate the time that's involved in this and the effort. So a lot of people think that 
as long as you've got a website, you will get found on Google. And that isn't actually true. Uh, although you should get found on Google, but you might find you down on page at 537, which is not a really very helpful place to be. So uh, you should try and promote your website as much as you possibly can. So on all of your social media bios, you should have your website displayed. You should have it on um, the bottom of your email, uh, have it on your private social media profiles as well, or at the very least have a link to your business uh, social media profiles from your private and then and then onto your website. Um, if you can um, get featured in any publications or on anybody else's blogs, that's another great way for getting your website promoted. And Google likes those kind of links. Uh, they're called backlinks. And so Google uh, likes those. And, you know, tell people about it. Email people about it. Um, promote your website as much as you can in other forums. So, for example, Facebook groups, they often have promote, uh, allowances to promote businesses from time to time. So things like that are a really good way of, um, of promoting your business website. And if you've got physical premises or a van um, or you're at fairs, making sure that your website name is displayed prominently um, on your shop front, your van or, you know, on table cover or whatever it might be. Thank you. So how would you know um, whether your website is actually working for you? Oh. That's a, a great question because, again, many people have no idea. Um, and obviously, if you are getting physical sales through your website, that is one way to tell. But often people, um, they need to see you in a number of different places before they will actually buy from you. And it may be that they have seen your website but then they actually buy through an independent retailer. If you have stockists, for example, or they may buy if they see you at a fair, but that's not necessarily the first time that they have come across you. Um, and it's, I always recommend, in fact, I always install for my clients something called Google Analytics, which is a brilliant tool, completely free, um, and which allows you to see how many people have been on your website, where they are from, so which country, which towns, etc. This is all anonymous, of course. Uh, how they have found you, so whether they have found you through social media, and if so, which channel, um, and which pages they have spent time on, so which products they might have considered. I have um, a lot of people find me through a couple of blog posts in particular. They're very heavily read. And if that's the case, then it's worth investing a little bit of time looking at how you can make those posts better and how you can use, for example, those posts to direct people to the relevant product that might be associated with that post. Well, that's good. Thank you. So Google Analytics is something you'd recommend people download and take a look at. Absolutely. Yes, you, um, you, you can download it for free and they'll sign up for free. And then you need a little piece of code to attach it to your website. But actually, that's easy to do yourself if you don't, if you're not using a website developer. Uh, it's very easy to do yourself. And it doesn't matter what form of website you've got. There are instructions that you just need to follow for that particular kind of website. Okay, that's good to know. And let's say that you, you look at Google Analytics and you can say, see you, that you know, you're not getting much traffic, perhaps. What are some sort of things you can do to try and improve? 
So if you're not getting a lot of traffic, um, it, obviously you've got things like social media and improving your social media presence in order to drive traffic to your website. And actually, when I say improve your social media presence, what I mean by that is, is drive more traffic to your website that way. So talk about things being on your website, um, for example, linking to your website where you can in social media. Obviously, you've just got your bio in Instagram. Um, so very much trying to push traffic through to your website from your social media. Then you can, uh, PR is another great way of, again, driving people to your website. And that's very much, PR to me is, is attaching yourself to somebody else's bandwagon, to somebody else's audience and getting some of uh, that audience to come across to you. So um, it doesn't necessarily just need to be the traditional printed press, but there's an awful lot of online press now or online blogs, um, again, that you can use PR for. And then the third way is through um, search engine optimization, uh, often known as SEO, which is a technical term, but basically just means getting found through Google and other search engines. And there are a few key things that you can do to get found through search engines. So you can, the most important thing is to make sure you're writing about what you want to be found for. And secondly is making sure that you are uh, tagging things that you're writing about correctly. And uh, also PR, Sort of helps your overall authority with regard to Google. So that actually helps your SEO as well. Um, there's something else you can do, which is related to, to SEO, which is get a Google My Business listing. Uh, again, this is something that is completely free. And Google My Business listing is particularly important for if you have a business that serves a local area. But we all have local customers. Um, even people who operate nationally. So don't overlook it if you think, well, it's not for me because I'm not local. Um, and what Google My Business does is when somebody searches for a business like yours, um, then uh, it brings you up on the map that is often on the very first page. So it, it is a little bit more appropriate to services businesses, but it might also be appropriate for some, uh, some, some product-based businesses as well. Okay, so yeah, because I'm assuming if someone searches for a product that you sell and they live near you, you might pop up on their map. Is that yes, how it exactly. Work? Yes, they have to be searching for a, a a business or a product or a service rather than something that's more generic. So, um, you know, if you ask how much does a website cost, you don't get the Google Map on that. But if you search for website designers, you get the Google map. So it depends upon what somebody is searching for. But again, it's something which is free. Um, you can get Google reviews on there, which Google also likes and uh, therefore promotes your website much more heavily and obviously a link to your website. I actually get quite a lot of click-throughs to my website from my Google My Business listing, actually. Oh, that's good to know. I need to look at mine now. <laughs> um, <laughs> So thank you for all you've shared about, you know, the things that we could be doing. So a few final questions. And one thing I would love to know is what are some of the common mistakes that you see people making when it comes to their websites? Because I'm assuming that you probably see the same things over and over. It'd be good to know what those are so that, so that we don't do them. 
Absolutely. And you're right. I do see the same things over and over. I think the first thing is not being clear about what it is that you do and and what you offer, because we have to remember that people who come to our websites are time poor. Usually they don't have the time to sit through and, and look at every single thing that you do. So you've got to capture their attention as soon as they land on the website. And the best way to do that is with an image at the very top of your homepage, which captures everything you can about your business, how you want people to to feel. Uh, So that is the most important thing. And then the words that go with it at the very top of the the homepage, making it really clear what it is that you do um, and who it is that that you do it for. So if you are making products which are specifically aimed at parents or parents of a particular age group, or I don't know, parents of children with particular disabilities um, or uh, eco-conscious parents, whatever it might be, to make sure the words at the very top of the homepage um, make that very, very clear. So people, I always say that when people land on your homepage and see that initial image and those first few words, they've got two responses. Either I've come to the wrong place. And you can imagine with a name like Beyond the Kitchen Table, I'm pretty sure I get a fair few people looking for kitchen tables who come on my website. <laughs> and so that's fine. They can, it, it's really clear straight away that there's nothing about, I don't sell kitchen tables. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, so they can leave and that's fine. Um, but then people who are looking for the kind of thing that you are selling, what you want them to think is, I've come to the right place. And I'm gonna settle down with my cup of tea or my glass of wine, you know, we don't judge. And I'm gonna invest some time in looking through this website. Um, So that's really what you need to do. And it's amazing how many websites don't do that. So I think that's the most important thing. Then I would say the quality of images on your website Um, And I, as I'm sure you and and people listening um, will have seen many a grainy and gray image, which just doesn't show off a product in anywhere near the best light. Um, So having good quality images is is hugely important. And then I think the third thing that I would say is leading people through to what they want to do. So confused navigation is, is a really, a common problem where people land on the homepage and there's so much choice of different places to go that people get confused and they leave. You know, it's a bit like going into one of those shops where there are, I don't know, 40 different kinds of pasta sauce on the shelf and you just think, you know, I have no idea which one to choose. Um, so you, you know, you end up going elsewhere uh, where there's a choice of three and it's much simpler. Uh, it's the same on your on your website. You need to give people clear choices based upon uh, what differentiates each of them. So if, for example, you sell gifts and you sell gifts which are for him, for her, for children. Yes, there might be overlaps between them, but people are generally, people generally know whether they're looking for a gift for a man, a woman or a child um, or a pet uh, or whatever it might be. Uh, you know, making it really clear and making the navigation uh, really clear, guiding somebody through your website so they find exactly what they need in as few clicks as possible. Okay, that's great. Thank you. So it sounds like simple is definitely the best approach. Oh, absolutely. Definitely don't overcomplicate things. 
That's really helpful. Thank you. Okay, so thank you so much for all that you've shared, Marie. Um, I just wondered if you had, um, so for the final question I ask, ask, ask everyone, I'm going to ask you a slight variation on this. So what would your um, number one piece of advice be for someone wanting to create a, a website for their products business? What's the key takeaway from today? I think, actually, I would say start without almost, um, because the most important thing before, because a website is, an investment of time, um, if not money, that the most important thing is that you actually have a product that people people want. So I'd say invest the time and making sure that you've got your product, not necessarily completely right, but you've got a product that is that is is there and is sellable before you embark on the whole um, website journey. Um, and then beyond that, I would definitely say just keep it simple. That's great advice for you and um, thank you so yes yeah, so to make sure your product's viable before you start thinking that you need to have a website and because I think as you said earlier sometimes people think they need to have the website before they start selling but actually it's quite it's quite nice to hear your take that it can actually be the other way around and you could just start selling your product yes before, absolutely. before investing that and I think that's really good advice thank you so much for that and thank you for everything that you've shared today you're very welcome it's been my pleasure and where's the best place for people to go and find out a bit more about you and your services, Marie? Well, obviously, there is my website, which is beyondthekitchentable.co.uk. And then on social media, I'm most active on Instagram, um, which comes as quite a surprise to me because I didn't think I would ever enjoy Instagram. <laughs> but, uh, but definitely um, on Instagram uh, is probably the best social media platform to find me. And I am beyond the KT on Instagram. Thank you so much. And I'll link to both of those in the show notes. Well, thank you so much, Marie. You're very welcome. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. Hi, thank you so much for listening. As always, I would absolutely love to know what you thought of this episode. Please do remember to rate and view the show and also, most importantly, subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And as a reminder, I release a new episode every single Friday. So take care and look forward to speaking to you again then. If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.